I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is definitely that appetite for women to stand up and make their voice heard in politics. You're listening to Short Black with me. Sandra Sully. Good women, great chat. It's my great pleasure to welcome to Short Black another one of the finalists in this year's Australian Women's Weekly Women of the Future Awards, Martina Uchiknova and Jessica Smith. Congratulations, you two, for your project She Runs. Thank you so much, Sandra. We're so honoured to be here today and honoured to be finalists. She Runs is all about getting more women into politics, building their networks, increasing their skills, because we want women to be at the forefront of public life in Australia. So that's what She Runs is about. And our vision is to improve the culture and composition of Australian politics. Well, clearly you saw a big gap and we all know there's a massive disconnect when it comes to women and politics. What's your background and what made you decide to get the campaign up and running? I've been involved in politics for the last 10 years. I work in the trade union movement. And for me, I saw women get elected to be members of parliament and elected secretaries of unions and all the rest of it and take on those leadership roles. Though I found that there was a huge disconnect between being a card-carrying member of a political party and someone who's interested in politics. And that's what made me want to get other women involved in politics and opening those doors because I felt like a lot of women didn't know where to start or how to start. And that's why we started She Runs to, I guess, demystify politics, basically. Martina, you came here from a gap year about 16 years ago. How did you find Jess and when did you get this idea off the ground? Yes, a gap year that had that never ended uh, <laughs> and now I call Australia home. So Jess and I actually met, of course, through politics. We started going to the same types of events events that were focused on either Australian or or foreign politics and policy. And we started seeing each other. And uh, we, at first, didn't really like each other because our views were so completely different. And (laughs) we couldn't actually find anything that we agreed on. And I think that that experience was really what started She Runs for us, is that We wanted to create a space where we felt safe and where other women could also feel safe to talk about the issues that they feel passionate about, even though they might not come from the same background. So for us, it was really about a personal experience and making sure that we bring other women on board. But my experience is so different to Jess's. Jess works in the union movement and I have worked in policy and strategy communications for the past 10 years. So I have been uh, at the forefront of more lobbying and advocacy efforts. So I think together we are really well equipped to put together a program and to bring other women along with us. So you run this not-for-profit organisation trying to empower women to be at the forefront of political life and I guess civil society in Australia. 
What are the major roadblocks from where you sit for women actually gaining traction and getting ahead? One thing that we have seen is that women's confidence, and I do want to say that women are confident, but when it comes to men, men are more likely to put up their hand for a position or a seat or a leadership position in politics or civil society compared to women. So confidence is one of the massive barriers. And also as well, one thing that we've seen is women not knowing or having those networks. So a big part of our program is creating those networks that women can lean into and rely on when they want to make decisions around their political careers as well. What do you think holds them back from building those networks? Because we all know the old boys club exists. And do we want an old girls club? Oh, absolutely. Um, Systemic barriers are still present here and politics is uh, definitely changing. But at the end of the day, it is still uh, uh, an old boys club. So we really need to make sure that we get more diverse representation of women in politics and in public life. That includes media as well. If women see themselves represented, they will be more likely to then uh, combat some of those issues that Jess talked about, the psychological barriers of uh, am I good enough? Uh, Is this path uh, going into politics for me? Am I strong enough to withstand, you know, some of the public attacks in the media and so on? So we really need to make sure that we have a more of a a direct representation because, you know, if we want to have Australia in the future that is equal and that represents everyone, we need to sort of uh, increase our diversity when it comes to representation in Parliament. So let's look at the pragmatics. How does She Runs operate? So we have 20 participants come and be part of the four-week program that we run for She Runs each year. And over those four weeks, the participants learn about fundraising, they learn about political decision-making, networking, so building those connections with politicians across different parties or, you know, politicians that don't even have parties, learn how to run their own campaigns, their personal narrative. So it's very much skills-building also mixed with the practical elements of how to run a political campaign. It's all those things that make a good campaign, but also that personal development and that personal leadership that the participants found really valuable as well. So by October this year, 40 women have graduated from the She Runs program. And what's your success rate like? Yeah, so we've had a huge success rate. We've had women run for local council. We've had women run their own election campaigns as well, be part of election campaigns, I should say. We've also had a few women identify that they one day want to be politicians and also take on leadership positions within the political parties. I've got to say, it sounds like a bold move, given all the headlines we've had in the last couple of years. If not historically, I'm surprised you have an appetite for it. What's that been like? You know, do you have any trouble finding those eager to actually chase down a career in politics? Because given what we've seen, I wouldn't imagine there would be so many. Sandra, what is really interesting on a personal level, we started She Runs before sort of some of these main headlines of the past 18 months started. And uh, when they started popping up, we actually asked ourselves and asked our board the question, what is sort of the incentive for women to get into politics? And as we spoke to our fellows and our members some more, uh, a lot of them were basically saying, if we don't do this now, this is going to be an issue that one day our daughters and our sons are going to have to deal with. So women feel the personal responsibility to fix something and fix this problem because right now they're being excluded sometimes 
excluded, um, not by, by accident, <laughs> they've been deliberately excluded from conversations. So they want to be part of those conversations and they want to make sure that the next generation of, of women and also young men don't have to deal with that. So when it comes to finding the fellows in the cohort for this year, we thought it was going to be harder, but it actually wasn't because women definitely feel the responsibility for fixing this issue. So they are already on board and they really, really want to make a difference. So um, if anything, it has been, I don't want to necessarily say beneficial, but it has been something that has really highlighted the issue and provided a higher media profile and giving us the opportunity to really highlight how having more diversity in decision-making is going to solve the problem. Yeah, and one thing that did happen is that we actually had to turn people down from the program just because we had we didn't have enough capacity. So there is definitely that appetite for women to, to stand up and make their voice heard in politics, you know, regardless of, of what's happened in the last 18 months, and it's made women stronger about standing up for themselves. Can you share some tips and tricks for women who may not be chasing a political career but want to be heard in their own area of expertise? I think the biggest thing is about what I would say to women, regardless of whether you want to enter politics or not, but you want to advance your career, is to back yourself and back yourself 100% because people will see that you are confident, that you are strong and you're ready to do that work. We see men in the workplace who are confident all the time Yet there's not much that the differences between men and women in terms of capabilities, you know, there's not a huge difference between them. Yet what I would say is the confidence is a massive issue and for women to overcome that and to women to stand up and be strong and and stand strong on their skills, that they do have that capacity to lead. So that's what I would say to women. And also The value of having a network is so important and that's something I probably learnt in the last three years because Martina and I, before we started She Runs, we spoke about starting this for a number of years and we didn't because we weren't confident and we didn't think that people would want anything to do with this. And it was only when we started speaking to people within our network that were like, Jess, Martina, you should do this. Again, If you're not ready to back yourself, you can always find someone in your network who's willing to do that for you. And and that just makes it so much better. Now, you launched She Runs in 2020, so you're still pretty young and yet the take-up's been impressive. Your mission is to diversify politics, so not just from a gender-specific area. What sorts of women are coming to you chasing the dream of being a politician or having a real effect on political outcomes? So Jess and I come from non-traditional backgrounds. I come from a linguistically diverse background. I'm a migrant woman, um, just as a woman of colour. So both of us are not necessarily represented in large numbers in politics. So when it comes to our Shiran's cohort, we actively want to encourage women who come from similar backgrounds or backgrounds that are currently not represented in politics. So women who might be facing disability, women who come with experience, because if we have those types of women making decisions about our lives, it just means that the policies are going to be more inclusive for everyone within our society. Yeah, and it was important for us that we had participants who were Aboriginal, identify as Aboriginal participants from the LGBTIQ community, 
people who identified from the cold community. We basically wanted everyone and anyone there to be part of the program. Can either of you or one of you give me an example that, you know, really angered or motivated you? And it was the classic case of where diversity was clearly lacking in a political decision that, you know, that affected all of us. So a few years ago, the Liberal government wanted to amend the Racial Discrimination Act. And for me, the Racial Discrimination Act is incredibly important, um, being a woman of colour. And I campaigned around that to make sure that act wasn't changed, wasn't amended. But what I felt that why they want to change that or what I saw in wanting to change it was that the government wasn't valuing people or voices from diverse backgrounds. So that directly impacted me and made me want to get up and, you know, start a petition, talk to my friends about it, campaign about it on the streets, in the community. And that was fantastic because they didn't end up changing the Racial Discrimination Act. So that was something that I felt deeply about, cared about, campaigned on and won with thousands of other Australians across the country. And what about you, Martina? I get a little bit emotional talking about it. As someone who has gone through the immigration system here in Australia, I see some of the flaws and I see how a lot of people who went through this system feel disempowered and feel like they're a number and they don't matter. So for me, this is deeply personal. I got first interested in policy and and politics on a personal level when I was applying first for my permanent residency here and then later applying for citizenship. And I saw... (sighs) incredible delays in applications. I saw that the department wasn't willing to communicate with me. And throughout the entire time, I was someone who was very much supported here by my community, by my family, by my fiance. I had a full-time job. So I could only imagine what people who are either in detention centers or don't have that background feel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Is this just only available to women in Perth and WA? Right now, we are based here in Perth in Western Australia. In the future, we would like to ensure that the program gets firstly into the communities here in Western Australia because of the geographic nature, vast geographic nature of Western Australia that is fairly difficult at the moment. But we're also working with other organisations in other states in Australia to ensure that in case there are women who are interested in running for politics, we are able to direct them towards programs or organisations that are providing either similar programs or similar support to women. And we always want to make sure that if women reach out to us, we are able to direct them towards the right support. So is it an online platform to facilitate all of this? Yeah, so what we've found that works best is running the program in person. So all of our sessions are run in person. But what we're really looking to do is that if we win the competition, we want to see an additional 100 women join our community. 
and more importantly, just be able to extend that to the regions of Western Australia, but to extend that to other states in Australia and create those same communities to provide a She Runs campaign school in every state. Because we think that what we've done here in WA is fantastic, but if we were able to duplicate that across the other states, that would be absolutely amazing. And also just we would be able to have a bigger impact in getting more women into politics. Now, clearly the Australian Women's Weekly see enormous merit in what you're doing and you've had tremendous take-up, but you've also been recognised globally. Yes, Sandra, thank you. So last year we were selected as the 2020 recipients of the quite prestigious United States Department State Alumni Engagement Innovation Fund grant. Uh, So from thousands of global submissions, we were given a bursary to start our organization. This grant has provided us not only with the funding, but also with support to launch our organization. That has been an incredible boost for us at the start when we were organizing She Runs, putting together our board, creating the curriculum for our programs, but also conducting stakeholder engagement at the same time. So to be recognized in that way at um, such an early stage was a really good indicator for us that the idea that we have is valid and the idea that we procrastinated on for quite a few years is something that we definitely need to take up and scale up as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's incredible validation for what you're doing. You know, this gem of an idea to be recognized internationally must have been so rewarding. I think for someone that sits in the media and you watch so many women strive to thrive in politics and yet they get beaten down and, of course, a really difficult area to navigate is that of media. What sort of advice do you give to aspiring politicians and policymakers in navigating that space? With our program, we are actually working closely with media professionals to provide advice to aspiring candidates uh, on how to navigate the media landscape. And you, Sandra, would know that the media landscape for women in politics is absolutely brutal. The research shows that female candidates uh, appear less frequently in the media they also receive more scrutiny, right? We can also talk about the the sexist portrayal of of female politicians in the media. And all you have to do is just to to reflect on the commentary around uh, the likes of Julia Gillard or Julie Bishop to realise that that landscape is absolutely brutal. From our programme and and from some of the advice that our candidates receive, what works really well um, and what what advice is... um, pass on quite often is for women to be authentic, either in media or on social media, to be unapologetically themselves and be able to back themselves up. Because that authenticity definitely carries through, whether it's uh, through video or through photography. So no matter what you're doing, whether it's uh, writing a social media post or whether you are talking on the camera, be yourself and, and be able to really relay what you do and don't know. Don't try to pretend like there is an area that uh, you know quite a lot about if you don't. Be unapologetically yourself. Yes, so advice we've got from politicians is that you should not read the comment section of your social media. (laughs) And also as well, um, when you want to make a run for politics or in politics, make sure that you have a really good support network of family and friends. Because when, um, you know, I, I I, I won't say if I'll say when that onslaught from comments or anything like that comes through that's quite negative, you do want to have a strong and solid support system. 
but also as well to know within yourself that what you stand for and why you're doing what you're doing regardless of what the media or people say on social media say about you. Your politics can be so brutal and it's hard to keep your head up when you're feeling so down and feeling so attacked. Is there an emotional element or a confidence element to your training and platform where you just remind people, as you say, that you focus on why you're doing it? Absolutely. So we're actually running a study with the University of Western Australia Business School. Dr. Alexandra Laxide is actually looking at the motivation and the barriers, but also the sort of personal backgrounds of the women wanting to run for politics. Uh, It's a longitudinal study that is going to run over a number of years, and we are second year of running. And what Dr. Laxide is looking at at the moment is what are sort of some of the personality traits that women think politicians should have, and what are some of the personality traits that they already have and how they actually compare, right? A lot of the times our participants uh, would list personality traits that they have, thinking that those traits are not inclusive for a candidate that is running for politics. When we actually run our study evaluation session with all the participants, they will then realize that a majority, close to 80%, have listed the same fears or the same personality traits as those ones that they hold and don't think that are inclusive when it comes to politics or when it comes to leadership in politics. So what is really important is for women to keep on talking about what makes a good politician, keep on talking about what are sort of some of the skills that they have and what are sort of some of the skills that they need to acquire in the future and how these skills are transferable because they will actually realize that these are completely transferable. So I guess the key is you've got to encourage them, and correct me if I'm wrong, to build a thick skin. Yeah, that's absolutely right. It is about encouraging them to develop a thick skin. And I would just call that session with Dr. Alex Luxite the Brene Brown session, <laughs> because as much as you know, we want to get things done and we've got our to-do list about how we want to change the world, we want politicians, regardless of gender, to lead from their values and lead from their heart. And that's a new type of politics that Martina and I are trying to foster within the She Runs program. A politician that wants to get things done but is highly aware of their emotions, so they have that emotional awareness, that emotional stability, and want to connect with people and connect with constituents on a deeper level. Can you share with us any other early findings in that research that might surprise people? Not necessarily surprising. Uh, I think it just confirms all we already know. There are some early findings that really outline how Women prior to attending our program weren't necessarily 100% aware about what goes into a job or role of a politician or someone who works in a politician's office. Once they went through our program, they not only realized that um, a lot of uh, what goes on behind the closed door and how the sausage is made is something that they understand, but they already have the skills that are fully transferable into this political environment. And there was a massive increase in their own confidence or reported increase in their own confidence after attending the program last year, where they sort of realized it's like, oh, okay, now I know what goes into it. And I know that I have those skills to be able to work in politics. Secondly, what we see is the increase in their own confidence because they not only have the time to network and and collaborate and um, have this sort of time with 
other women from all walks of lives and from all the different parties, but they also have the opportunity to go and grab a coffee with a politician after a session, which is something that happens fairly often. They are able to get the contact details of all the speakers and mentors that go through our program and able to catch up with them and to really explore some of the areas that we might have identified as opportunities for either progression or opportunities for future growth. So we definitely see an uptake in confidence as well. What I love about what you do is that you really empower those that kind of have a quiet drive, but it hasn't been realised to really chase their dreams. What sort of take-up have you had from both political or all political parties in WA? Are you getting interest across the board? Yeah, we are getting interest across the board. It's been amazing because we've had uptake from people who are not involved in any political parties at all, which is what we love. And where we've had those conversations about where they've been, it's a broad spectrum, which is fantastic because that means that the conversations and the debate we're able to have are much broader than if we just had one, you know, all of the cohort from a particular political party or a particular political leaning. So that's made it very diverse and rich in the conversations we've been able to have. The program is nonpartisan, and that's really important for Martina and I. It's really important that the participants get to see all political parties and see the campaigns of all political parties as well. We're not here to change participants' mind. We're simply there to provide a conversation, start a dialogue about what politics looks like and also asking the question back to participants, what needs to change now and how do we make that happen? And just to add to what Jess just said, taking us back 18 months when we started She Runs, we have actually conducted an extensive stakeholder engagement exercise and research into what is currently missing in in Western Australian and Australian politics. And we did that by talking to current sitting MPs, by talking to staffers, by talking to media representatives, and more importantly, the women who we wanted to see in politics one day. And that included us talking to presidents and state directors of the major parties here in Western Australia. That included us at the time still on Zoom because we were in a lockdown talking to MPs for you know up to two hours on Zoom about how can we make politics more diverse and inclusive place. And that has been really fantastic. And I think that that, again, that has been such a great encouragement for us to sort of see how everyone, especially here in Western Australia, has taken this on board as their sort of own initiative and wanted to really get involved and help to make this organization happen and, you know, allow it to grow in with such an exponential increase to what it is now. Now, of course, Julie Bishop is the poster girl from Western Australia for having a successful career in politics, our first ever female foreign minister. What other interests have you had from other politicians? Because there are so many other successful women politicians in WA that have come from WA and that are currently operating in WA. Are they supportive? Absolutely. What has been really fantastic has just been the the female politicians who have not only jumped on board to provide the feedback when we're setting up the organization. So Dr. Anna Lee was one of those who sat down with us for two hours on Zoom where we really talked about how to set up our organization. We had Celia Hammond, who is a newcomer who really sort of sees it firsthand right now in her first term, what needs to happen. 
we had, you know, just elected first WA Aboriginal Senator Dorinda Cox, who joined us just three weeks ago, who has been really fantastic in talking to our participants about the changes that she wanted to see in politics. Senator Sue Lyons, who is obviously a veteran of the federal politics in Australia, and so on. But one thing that is really important for us is that we include the male politicians as a part of the solution as well. So so whether it is uh, dealing with federal member here in Perth, Patrick Gorman, or whether it is including the state director of uh, either of the parties who are both male, uh, whether it's Labour or, or Liberal, the two major parties and then Greens, that is sort of something that is that is very important to us as well. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad you threw that in because it was actually what I was thinking. I mean, I've been to a lot of gender equality conferences and seminars and, you know, the discrimination issues that come up endlessly. And I've always felt that, you know, while we do need to build our networks, we can't get there on our own because we need those other champions to create a fairer space. And that's what you're finding. Yeah, absolutely. And we have a huge amount of male supporters from the very get-go and we have uh, male politician speakers or state secretaries come along and be part of the program Um, and we want to continue it that way because you're right, if we want to see change, we're all going to have to work together to be the change that we want to see. Well, congratulations on a really sensational platform. To me, it looks like your future is, as you say, busy and bright and female. Wishing you the best of luck to the both of you and thanks so much for spending time with us here at Short Black. Thank you so much, Sandra. Thank you so much, Sandra, and we really appreciate that you have provided us with this platform to let everyone know about Hurons. You have been listening to Short Black, a 10 News First podcast for 10 Speaks. To make sure you don't miss any of our great chats, subscribe in your favourite podcast app.